welcome back. You're listening to episode 99 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as... Casualties, Chaos, Poison. Bringing the energy, I love it. Um, I thought about doing a 99PI intro, like, this is episode 99, I'm Caleb Walters. <laughs> but I think I already did that uh, intro when we did the uh, like top 10 podcast way back in the day. Yeah, I think you did. It's been a long journey. It has. It's been a, what a long, strange trip. It has been. Speaking of long, strange trips. Oh, good segue. Thank you. This week for the podcast, we watched Train Spotting, the 1996 independent film directed by Danny Boyle, um, distributed by Polygram Filmed Entertainment. Don't think we've had that distributed before. <laughs> Um, it had a budget of $2 million and made $72 million at the box office. Nice. What's your background? Well, I know I'm white. You know you're white? You asked me what my background was. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. This you guys, is... she's so funny. <laughs> this is a British film. I thought it was Scottish. Well, it's a British black comedy drama. According to... Wikipedia. Okay. The screenplay was written by John Hodge, and this movie is based on the book by the same title, written by Irvin Welsh. The runtime is 93 minutes. It's filmed in the UK. The screenplay was nominated for an Oscar. Whoa. And you can find it maybe on Amazon, but we watched it on DVD from our local public public library. library. The setting of this movie is Edinburgh, Scotland. This movie stars Ewan McGregor. He plays a character called Mark. A.K.A. Rent Boy. Because I think his last name was Renton. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. We also have Spud. Because his last name was Spudsworth. No, it's Murphy. Oh. I don't remember. What's his first name? Daniel slash Spud. Simon slash Sick Boy. Got nothing for that Francis slash Franco slash Big 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 B. Big B. And Thomas slash Tommy. Oh, that one makes sense. I got that one. (laughs) That one's not unique. What's your one-sentence synopsis? I have another question for you on background. Oh. You said you looked it up. What does train spotting mean? Well, it's referencing a scene in the book that was not in the movie. Um, can you still reveal it to us or no? Um, they, they were like meeting up trains? with, I don't remember, one of the guy's dads and... They were trying to find a bathroom, okay. and apparently the dad asked if they were train potting. Wait, so it's not train spotting; it's trains er, potting. Trains potting. Trains potting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, mystery revealed. Mystery revealed. <laughs> that it is. All right, so this is the movie I picked. Yes. Some regrets were had. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've watched this movie. 
It's not a Kathy movie. I watched it first when it came out in theaters in 96. I was four years old. No, you didn't. Oh my god, do not show your four-year-olds this movie. Yeah. Um, no, but it has been a while, so I don't remember the exact plot point. So that, that's nice to, you know, not know exactly what's going to happen next. But I probably would have picked a different movie, uh, maybe that Kathy would like more. I still enjoyed it. But I, I, I think it went down a little bit in my book um, from the last time I watched it. That being said, still uh, has its redeeming qualities and um, some cool cinematography throughout yeah and some uh things to like yeah so with all that being said i would say another reason uh i really liked it was like and chose it for this week Mm -hmm. uh because i really like ewan mcgregor Hmm. and uh i liked it at the time because i sort of went through a british Phase in parentheses wasn't like a huge thing, but like I really. When was this? This was probably like late high school, early college, watching okay. like um, the IT crowd and um, all the uh, Edgar Winter movies with. Um, Simon Pegg, geez, that took me a while to get there. <laughs> and then the show that Simon Pegg and um, the other guy, I think his name's like Nick something, had together. Uh, I think it was called like Inner Space, a very 90s and British. Um, anyways, that's my reasons I had for choosing this movie. Now let's get into what the movie was about. So the movie follows... I would say those five people are the main protagonists, but of them, the solo protagonist, if you had to pick one, would be Mark, Mm -hmm. uh, a.k.a. Rent Boy. And it's sort of his journey through his... We never get an exact age, but where would you peg these guys? Like, mid to late 20s? Yeah. Or mid 20s to early 30s, kind of. That range. Out of school kind of really down on their luck trying to figure things out heroin addicts um so yeah mark is trying to get clean Mm -hmm. throughout the movie and kind of start a new life but it's not easy not easy to start out on your own and then your friends find you i guess (laughs) um so it's a story about like friendship but also trying to grow away from that and then trying to balance the two of, you know, I really enjoyed my times with my friends when I was younger, but also, like, I need to grow up and do my own thing. Also, maybe my friends are negatively Right, and that's the main reason you need to grow away from them in his case. They all do heroin and trying to get off heroin, so. so... Heroin and crimes and not good stuff. Wow, what a synopsis. Yeah. Um, so let's just get into it. We'll have spoilers going forward, but this movie is almost 25 years old, so I think that's okay. I think it's okay, too. I think it's okay. Um, so first scene, we have a fantastic opening song. We have um, 
Iggy and the Stooges, uh, Lust for Life. There's a couple other good songs throughout. There's uh, Lou Reed's Perfect Day. I think there was another one I recognize, but I forget. I don't. I didn't write down the music, but I will give it a good nod. Like I felt like the music was of the times and. Yeah, yeah. You also had some like '90s era club, British club music. Yeah. Like that. Uh, High pace, uh, uh. you know, rave stuff. Uh, 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 that, that, that music, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Good opening scene of them uh, running and... Uh, jumping into cars. And jumping into cars to that song. Uh, a little quick... Aside for you folks at home, you should probably have the captions on. I would advise that because they Definitely. are speaking in thick Scottish accents. Closed captioning is a must. Another quick note. Uh, obviously, if it wasn't apparent from that synopsis about them doing heroin, don't watch this with children. Because besides the heroin use, it's also very uh, vulgar. Mm-hmm. has nudity. Mm-hmm. There's some grotesque scenes with mm-hmm. blood and bodily fluids. Bodily, bodily fluids. That, let's put it that way. All right, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to go through the plot a little more? Or? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So pretty early on, we have a toilet scene as I I'm going to be referring to it, and I think we should discuss it in depth. <laughs> it has very deep depths, as we found out from Mark. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I want you to explain why he did that, and then I'll explain what happened. <laughs> I'm going to explain, like, what I thought was happening. Um, <laughs> so, Mark is trying to get clean off heroin, like I said in the synopsis. And he has this plan that it sounds like he's done this before to like get clean for yeah. But then he yeah. eventually relapses, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he'll like do kind of one last hit of the stuff and lock himself in a room with a bunch of like food and stuff, and then just stay in there until he's weaned himself off of the heroin. Um, but he can't find heroin for some reason, so he goes to this guy who gives him these opium suppositories stick yeah. his butt um so he does that and then when he's walking back to his place to come clean or whatever he uh has to stop at a bar yeah because he has to go to the bathroom and then he poops them out in the Scot- scotland's most gross bathroom what was yeah, it yeah like grossest bathroom in scotland or something Which, it was accurate title yeah, yeah. an accurate description um, so yeah, that happens, and then he's freaking out, like, wait, what? And then we see him reaching into this disgusting toilet bowl, and you're just like, oh my god, this In is so gross. In these times? <laughs> In any time. Yeah. And then he proceeds to crawl into the toilet, his yeah. full body. Yeah, he jumps in. Okay, why don't you take and over? And he's swimming now. And okay. he's swimming in the water to... I, retrieve the suppository but now he's in like a lake almost yeah because that's where the toilet connects to Mm. yeah so he's swimming along and he's trying to find 
suppositories. He finds them. They're like golden white and they're like big. And he comes What does he out. say when he gets to my figure? <laughs> like fucking bang on or something. <laughs> I don't know. It Some, made me laugh. Something like that. And then he like comes back up and he's he walks out of the bathroom and he's like all wet. <laughs> So, so, do we think that's a hallucination and he, like, no, I actually... I think that actually happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think answer he, that. He dug through that toilet. I don't know if he went into... Like, like, you know how some movies you do scenes where, like, a guy's on drugs and he's hallucinating or something and then it cuts to somebody else looking at them? Yeah. Like, what would it actually look like? Is he just, like, yeah, trying to he's swim like in the toilet Doggy paddling. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yeah. Because he comes out and he's all wet. So, clearly, he did something to get all wet. Okay. Bit of an aside, but related. Mm. Best, just that you can think of, best um, portrayal of somebody on drugs hallucinating in a movie. I've got one that comes to mind. Um, I would say that uh, Across the Universe has some good people on drugs moments but is that okay go on sorry what what were you gonna say i was gonna say is that like hallucinations and then other people see them and they're like what are you doing type of thing or is that just the way that movie is shot (laughs) i guess there isn't like a straight man who's like what are you doing yeah my example is book smart when they're like the Barbie dolls or whatever. Oh my gosh, I didn't know Booksmart was in the ring, is in the running. Yeah, and then when they're walking out, <laughs> walking all stiff. Yes. Oh my god. I mean, one of the best movies of, of our generation, of our time. Love Booksmart. Anyways. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. I wish I had had time to really think about that, because I would have come up with that totally. All right. Uh, sorry for putting you on the spot like that. No, it's okay. I have questions for you, too, and I didn't prepare you, so, you know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he, he gets the pills back and then goes to do that. I forget what happens after that. Does he get... Does he... I just wanted to talk about... We don't have to, like, go bit by bit. I just okay. wanted to make sure that we... Okay, what's discuss. the next bit you want to jump to? Okay, so I think that the next thing in my notes that it is worth pointing out is there were a lot of beans in this movie so you know how last week i made like a count of all the times i looked away well i did that in this movie too and both times it amounted to five there were five different penises you saw and looked away no I looked away for different reasons. I looked away whenever they were doing drugs, like specifically with a needle. Avert my virgin eyes. I can't see them doing drugs. I don't like needles. No, I know. In blood. Just the way you said it of them doing drugs. It's mainly, yeah, the needle part. Yeah. It's tough to watch for me as well. I guess I can watch somebody like smoke something. That doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Good point. Good point. Um, And. When they're like, uh, I don't, I guess it doesn't bother me if they're like having sex, but the kind of the way they were having sex was a little disturbing. 
And so then for some reason I like looked away and then I looked back and it was like focused on Spud's peeing and it made me uncomfortable. So that what that happened and I just Well we found our episode title folks, Spud Spud's peeing made me uncomfortable. <laughs> that is not <laughs> the episode title. Okay, it was also kind of awkward that Mark had sex with a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, oh, and that's... Oh, I know he didn't know it at the time. Right. Yeah. And he felt bad. He, like, has a conscience and stuff. Phew. I was worried. Um, and then Spud, like, pooped his pants, and then it got everywhere. That was... Oof, any scene with Spud was a lot, but I also would say any scene with Bigby was a lot. Bigby was the absolute worst. Definitely the least likable of the bunch. Yeah, I don't know what this dude's problem is. He doesn't really fit in with the rest of them, in my mind. He has a mustache. That's his problem. Oh, okay. Um, no, he's very... Seems older than them. Of that, but he's just very different personality seems like confrontational where everybody else just kind of laying back mm-hmm. you know? he doesn't do heroin when the rest of the group does pretty much i feel like he's still when is it just him getting drunk and getting aggressive or... yeah oh he doesn't do heroin no oh yeah that is kind of odd yeah so i don't know how these guys are friends with them maybe the soccer team we get that soccer scene towards oh, the beginning yeah. I think they all go to this bar, and that guy, and Bigby's always there, and so I think that's how they met. Who knows? Friendships are weird. Friendships are weird. I I would agree with that, but you're right. He definitely does not fit in with the bunch. Yeah, and just multiple times shows that he's like such a terrible person. I'd say one of his lowest moments of all the low moments was when. um, So there's a point when. Mark and Spud get caught stealing stuff, mm-hmm. and they have to go to court, mm-hmm. and um, Mark takes a plea deal to where if he goes to rehab, he doesn't have to do any time. Yeah. But Spud has to go to prison for, like, six months, and they're all in the bar, like, happy for Mark because he doesn't have to go to prison, and then Spud's mom walks in, he's, like, cursing around, saying it's her fault and stuff. It's like... Dude, why are you doing this? Yeah, it doesn't seems sound like he like... just wants to start fights with yeah, literally he like gets everyone. Off on this guy that. has some serious problems. He does. He's very aggressive, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But maybe that's to show you that d- different kind of because like alcohol is a drug too, so drugs have different effects on people. Maybe he was trying to show that a little bit. Like, the contrast between, like, what happens when he's under the influence versus when his friends are. Hmm. Maybe. I think there's something there. Maybe. Uh, another weird moment with Begby. This is jumping ahead, but not really, like, an important story beat. I just thought it was really weird. So, at one point, Begby comes to stay with Mark, and he's like, go put this $5 on this race. And and then uh, when Mark's coming back, he hears him like celebrating inside, and the horse he bet on won. He's like, he won. It was sixteen to one odds. 
that mm-hmm. night we celebrated on his money. That's like 16 to 1 odds on $5 is only $80. Like, it wasn't that big of winnings. But maybe to them it was. I don't know how many of them had jobs. I mean, later on, Mark gets a job. Maybe that was a lot of money at the time. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, that's... It feels good when you win a bet, but $80? You're like, let's go blow it. Yeah. <laughs> the club on, like, five drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't empathize or sympathize with Bigby at all. I did not get that friendship. It seemed pretty toxic to me. Yeah. Um, so getting back to the story bits I guess a little bit um, kind of related to the toilet um, mm. there's another sort of out of body experience that Mark has to where like I said after he gets caught and goes to court he has to do rehab so literally like the day of the trial like afterwards when they're celebrating the bar he like skips out and goes to uh, what do they call the guy who gives him the heroin the milkmaid or something? Mother Superior. Mother Superior. <laughs> Mother Superior dropped the gun. Call back to Across the Universe again. <laughs> um, so he goes back there to get more heroin. It's like, really, man? Um, yeah. And he does that, and then he, like, ODs, basically. And there's mm-hmm. a scene of him, like, falling down into the carpet. And it kind of looks like... The way I interpreted it was maybe as a coffin or he's, like, lying in his own grave. And the uh, Mother Superior drags him out to the street. And every time we see uh, Mark's perspective, it's, it's like the camera has, like, the red carpet next to it. So I yeah. thought that was really... That was really well, creative. Yeah. yeah, creative and well done. Like, the... The uh, a couple of the moments like the toilet and that one I think were really well done for an I, indie movie with I a budget. Agree. Yeah, I will I will dock it a little bit because I feel like a couple of those like out of body experience type of things like I don't know these ones aren't as well done like the one where he's coming off the heroin at his parents' house and there's the baby crawling on the ceiling and stuff like oh I guess I it was like interesting impactful but I didn't find it as unique I guess. Yeah, that's fair, but I feel like, okay, yeah, I guess it's been done before for a character to, like, see... Be freaking out. Yeah, and, like, see different clips from, like, previous scenes and stuff. Right. That's fair. Yeah. And I I think there are a couple other instances, too, where it's like, okay, guys, you had it with just those two, let's not overuse it too much. Like, whenever they do drugs and they, like, fall back and stuff, and... Well, that's not really, like, out-of-body thing, but yeah. they do do that a lot. A lot. <laughs> but I guess they do drugs a lot, so... That's true. Every time they fall back, you know they're high. Um, so, Mark um, finally gets clean after his Yay. parents take him into their house after he had OD'd, and they're like, we're just locking in here, and we'll feed him give you water and stuff while you're here but you're not going out because this is how we're going to get you clean yeah and it does work and then he Yay. moves to like london i guess yeah like a bigger, what it looks like city. some bigger city 
Um, and it seems like Mark's got it going on. Like he's doing real estate, right? Yeah, doing yeah. real estate, like renting out apartments to people. Wearing suits. Yeah, go going. Making money. Going that good uh, clean. clean capitalist life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then Bagby shows up. And he just decides, like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be my roommate. He's my I friend. I think he's a little afraid of him, which he, like, mentions, which for good You're reason. Right. He is definitely a scary fellow. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, yeah. so that that relationship is based on fear? <laughs> That's all I can... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're right. Why? That's the only thing that would explain I mean, their friendship. Mark and his friends seem very, like, loyal to each other. Yeah. So there is Until that. Until they're not. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not sure how that friendship started. Doesn't really make sense to me. There's probably some backstory. Like, they probably Gotta watch Trainspotting 2. Maybe it gives the backstory. (laughs) Or read the book. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sure the book would give more detail about that. Um, and maybe it is that they're just all on the same soccer team. (laughs) <laughs> they all go to the same bar it's that simple yeah all right, I mean what? sometimes that's all it is is a friendship it's like oh I see this person a lot so I guess we're friends now yeah do you got some oh, other stuff you want to touch on I do I okay. heard you had some questions for me oh do you want me to do that whatever you want to do okay so one scene that I felt like was an interesting contrast with maybe the rest of the movie was when they're like watching trains go by and then they're spotting them would yeah, you say i guess and then they cross the tracks and like there's like like very picturesque mountains and stuff and tommy wants to go and like i, I guess hike or something or go for a walk and they're like really opposed to that um and he was like, this is what Scotland is. And then Mark goes off on this rant about how Scot- Scotland is terrible and British people are wankers and um, they're just like the lowest of the low and all this stuff. And I just felt like that it was like one of the only times they got kind of political or a little like commentary on society you could even um, say I feel like thinky I feel like throughout Marcus which we failed to mention Marcus narrating to the audience um, not like staring into the camera but sort of just his inner dialogue um, and I feel like he's making like commentary on society throughout the movie on like his specific views of society okay but this is him doing it out loud to his friends. Okay, so the first time, the only time it's being spoken a lot. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It just was like a different moment. Like, it gave me a different vibe than the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, also, and this is a little bit earlier in the movie, but why didn't Tommy's friends just tell him they took the sex tape? So Mark takes this tape of Tommy and his girlfriend 
like on a VHS. That's a tape. Yep. And like watches his friend have sex. It's kind of strange. But then Tommy and his girlfriend break up and she's like so mad at him that he lost this tape and he's complaining to Mark about it and Mark doesn't even like fess up to it. And then Tommy starts doing heroin. Like that's not that's not a point in the movie where you're like, wow, Mark's a good friend. You got a lot of Tommy points. This is about Tommy, and the other thing was about Tommy. Maybe I like Tommy. Till he starts doing heroin, and then I'm like, till he dies on the till he dies on the side of a highway for you. Am I right? What? Your car, Tommy. Oh, Tommy! No! Why you gotta bring that up? Why? Oh my gosh! I hadn't made that connection. Oh, Caleb. Anyway, um. Can we agree that Mark is not bringing, being a bro in that moment? I don't know who would disagree with you in this situation. I just thought that was so bad. Do you think it was, was bizarre? Yes. Okay. But they are heroin addicts, so... So all their actions are uh, excused? No. Okay. I'm just saying it could be an explanation. Maybe he didn't remember taking the tape? And because also, as we've... No, I don't think that's it. Also, as we've discussed, they're not great friends to each other. Kind of like Begbie. Yeah. But I think Begbie's, like, the worst of the friends. It's a spectrum. From Tommy to Begbie. <laughs> okay. Fair. Just as an aside, they say the C word too much in this movie. Agree or disagree? <laughs> that is that one of your questions? Well, one of my questions was who is the most unlikable, but we've already talked about that. And I feel like a lot of my questions have been answered. Oh, no. Oh, remember, remember the part where they're like, I'm sorry, this is a little jumpy, but stay with me. Remember the part where they're like listing all these drug names? Do no, think- I don't remember. Wait, really? Okay, um, it's like, uh, it's before they're arrested, and they're like okay. going on, oh, I'm trying to tell it's you. It's like what... halfway through the movie, so anything in the first half? I really thought, that... they like go on this long list of all these drugs, and I'm like, are these drugs, are all they, all of them real? But if you don't even remember that part, I don't have to ask you that. Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. Yeah, Tommy has a really sad fate in this movie. And I don't want to blame Mark, but I kind of feel like he is partly responsible. If he had just given the tape back, Tommy would have never gotten on heroin. Yeah. It gets really sad. Ooh, okay. I have a, I have a question. It's been so uplifting to this point. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Okay, remember Finally, when Mark is in the hospital? Yes. And this nurse is helping him? Uh-huh. You know those nurse hats? Yeah. What are they for? <laughs> What's with those? I've always wondered. I don't think they wear them anymore. I, I know. I think it was just a thing to signify you were a nurse back in the day. I don't know. Oh, you think it's just like, okay, if that person's wearing that hat, then they must be a nurse. 
I guess. Hmm. Part of the uniform. Can we agree that it's a little odd? Yeah, that's why they don't do it anymore, probably. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Person's wearing scrubs. Obviously, they work here. <laughs> Some stranger walking in wearing scrubs. You ever seen anybody wearing scrubs that's not a nurse or a doctor or something? Dentists. I guess dentists are doctors, though. Wow. Vets. I guess vets are doctors. We just though. lost all our vets and doctors, our dentist listeners, because you said they're not doctors. No, I said they are doctors. I just thought you went, like, at a human hospital. Well, I hope you're going to a human hospital when you need treatment, Depends. not a vet or a dentist. Remember though. in Broad City where Alana goes to see a vet? Yeah. Yeah. It's her boyfriend. That's true. No, the boyfriend's a dentist. She's go- She goes to see, oh, I think right. it's Janine Garofalo. And you're she, right. Yeah. She gets like all her medical yeah. treatment done. Okay. So was the methadone treatment where Mark is in the hospital, like where they inject stuff in him, was that, why, why is that a method? I don't know. I think, I don't know if methadone's injected. I think they were just giving him an IV in the hospital because he had like just OD'd. Yeah. I think methadone is just like pills or something. I think it's supposed to be like a milder form of the high, so it's supposed to kind of wean you off of it. The theory? I don't know how... I wonder how effective that is. Probably not very. And it was at that point in the movie where I decided I don't want my kids to do drugs. <laughs> Took you that long? Well, it's just like... Do You're you like, feel... I don't know, this heroin stuff might no, introduce it to little no, Billy. No, no, no. It's just like, don't you feel so sad for the parents as well? Like... They're so helpless. Mm-hmm. And they have to see their kid go through this. It's oh, terrible. They, they take action. Yeah. Wish they had taken action sooner. Maybe they have and we just don't see it. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay. And you answer. Uh, okay. Man, I did a good job. Yeah. I answered all these questions. Okay. At the end. Them. At the end. They recapped. And, like, yeah. Like, I guess we're just supposed to believe that a lot of time has passed. But they keep recapping. And, like, how many recaps does this need? What are you talking about? Like, so from the time that Mark is, like, trying to make it on his own and then Bigby moves in, from that time on, there's, like, three different recaps. They recap when Tommy um, is dead. When he dies. But that's something they, we didn't know about. What do you mean? I don't How's know. That it just recapping? felt like... Sometimes I think of a recap as like they're giving you information, kind of like an epilogue. And so I think that it's going to be like the end, but then it just, like the movie just kept going. I don't know if that's what I think of a recap as. Hmm. A recap is something we already know that's being like reiterated to okay, us. Okay, so We don't sorry. know how Tommy died. Because Mark was away, and we kind of follow, follow Mark throughout the movie. Yeah. I also think that we can... Okay, fair. What are the other recaps? Um, The whole drug deal thing. Dan. I'm sorry, maybe recaps is the wrong word. But I just mean, like, where you're filling in. 
giving some information to feed the plot forward. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. I just, I didn't understand, like, when this movie was going to end because it kept doing that. And I signify that to mean, like, we're near the end. There were just a lot of false endings. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I also think you could summarize this movie just saying these four words. You ready? He needed new friends. Yeah, but I mean, he could have new friends and still, like, be a heroin addict. But that would probably help. Like, he needed a complete... I said at the beginning, it's a story of friendship. I know. And I get, like, that these people are your friends. But also, they're terrible people. Not terrible people, but terrible influences. And obviously, everybody has their own free will. And, like, he was deciding to do drugs. I'm not saying that, like... Oh, it's because of his friends that he did drugs. I'm just saying he needed new friends, clean slate, in order to not go back to it. Okay. Do you have anything else? Mm, Nope, that's it. I I didn't really like the ending with, like, the fight and stuff. The bar. Did you like Mark taking the money? It's definitely what needed to happen. I also think he put up more money, so he should get more money. Why were they, like, splitting it evenly? Right. Because Bigby was in charge. Because he has a mustache. And <laughs> because he has a mustache. And they're all scared of him. I think that's more reason than him having a mustache, but... I'm just saying... Never trust a mustachioed man, that's what you're saying? He, no. He, just in this case. He was, like... <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, to like bring it back, he was like Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused, how he was like older than the rest of them and he had, had a mustache and he was like the most questionable of all of them. So there's my connection, full circle moment. Because Days and Confused is like the first movie we did for the indie movies. <laughs> I think so, it was, it was one of the first. Yeah. Because he didn't want to rank them because he didn't want uh, Days and Confused to be ranked number one, remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Good times. The best. Oh my god. I, there's like so many movies on this list that I never would have watched. But we did them for the pod, so. Maybe we can talk about that next week. A little recap for episode 100. Well, we got a movie for episode 100. No, I mean as well as the movie. Okay. Yeah, our thoughts on this experiment. Experiment. How did our hypothesis turn out? Yes. We can open the envelopes where we wrote down our hypothesis. Oh, man, if only. Oh, you didn't write one down? I'm including that in my next week notes. Final thoughts. All right, so what are your final thoughts on this week's movie? I gotta say it wasn't one of my favorite movies. That we've done. What, what, what? And I found myself being a little uncomfortable in times. Also just a little confused about the plot as a whole. Like, one of my points on here in my notes is I am so confused. So, 
I, but that was towards the beginning. So by the end, I feel like I understood the movie a little bit more and I could see some like good parts of it. I mean, we talked about how, you know, how it was filmed and how there was some neat things about like the carpet and <laughs> that lovely toilet scene. I mean, sticks in your mind. Not, don't think I'm going to forget that for a while. It showed me, you know, a different time period that I wouldn't have maybe had information on, like a different scene. So that's, that's me spinning it in a good light. I, well, I like this movie, obviously, because I picked it. Um, as I said at the beginning, I think it did move down a little in my personal rankings. Why? Why did it move down? Just curious. I'll go into that. Okay. Um, I think some parts haven't aged super well, like uh, a lot of the C word using. There's one scene uh, where they go to the club and then Begbie ends up taking home a transgender woman, I guess. That's mm -hmm. what we are to assume there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's handled super poorly. Like, it, I've seen stuff handle that stuff poorer, especially back in the 90s, but it could have been handled better for sure. Or just cut out of the movie. Yeah, not, not vital to the plot at all. Um, but I, I do think it, uh, as you touched on, had some very unique cinematography um with the toilet and the carpet and uh also kind of you touched on as well could like almost watching this in modern day it wasn't at the time it was just like a modern day contemporary movie but like watching it now it's almost like a period piece yeah for that time of like understanding the 90s in the UK Mm -hmm. of, um, like, youth in that era. Yeah. Which I think is, seems like a pretty accurate portrayal. And deals with some tough issues, as we've been watching movies dealing with some tough issues the last few weeks, of, like, heroin abuse and how it doesn't only affect the person involved, but also their families and loved ones and friends and... Yeah. It's true. Uh, yeah, those are my final thoughts. Should we rank okay. Transponding? Where do you got it ranked? 17, 18, or 19. Well, what? I thought we were going to have an argument here. I had it at 17. Great. So that would be what... Uh, just ahead of the end of the tour and just behind your sister's sister. Yeah, that's fine. Well, all this talk made me think we were going to be pretty far apart on this. Well, I also took into, the, into account that you picked this movie and that you like this movie, so I didn't want to trash mm, it. That shouldn't be taken into account. We're going to have to redo the math on this. Feelings shouldn't be taken into account? I always take in, into account your feelings, or I try to. You want me to come in here and say, I hate this movie. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Who's this character? 
I don't know. <laughs> okay. Sassy Hermione Granger, everybody. Be here all night. All right, anyway. <laughs> so it's ranked number 17, folks. Um, let's move on to currently captivating positives. Can you guess my currently captivating positive? Mm. It's a real unique one this week. Video game. No. Mm. I don't know. Afghan hounds on Twitter. Oh my gosh, yes! On Twitter. On Instagram. I wrote down Twitter. I don't know why. Yes, on Instagram. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Tell, like... The discovery. So course gotta follow we raid dogs on instagram it's a must follow and this was earlier this week we were looking at instagram and saw this beautiful <laughs> dog and we're like what is that with this really long hair all over it yeah <laughs> it looks like cousin cousin it uh from adam's family and uh so we found out what it was it's called an afghan hound and then i just was scrolling through twitter looking at all these different afghan once again instagram gosh dang it instagram (laughs) and it's just really bizarre because they look like a dog with wearing like a human wig yes and you're like i need to see all their hairstyles and they all have like different hairstyles from their owners so i followed uh a certain account that like tweets want geez i can't get over it post one like almost every day i think it's, like it's called afghan hound community or something afghan hound club or something like that so yeah look up <laughs> afghan hounds it they will give you a good chuckle quite an animal what's your currently captivating wow. positive i don't know how to beat that like i really <laughs> don't but i'm gonna try all right folks so i think everyone if they're so inclined, should put on your yamaka. It's time for Hanukkah. And now you owe Adam Sandler $5 million. Oh, well, he'll have to settle for the free publicity. Five cents. <laughs> it was Hanukkah. Yep. Yep. And Hanukkah... Is a festival of lights. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of one night of presents, we have a crazy night. Okay, now we really owe Adam Sandler a bunch of money. Okay, anyway, so yes, we listened to the Hanukkah song all four or five parts. I don't even remember. And yes, we had latkes and played dreidel and saw my fam, our, my side of the family. And it was a fun time. Kaylor got me. Kaylor. <laughs> Caleb. We're both struggling <laughs> through this currently capturing Caleb got me the cardigan. You know what I'm talking about. I see why you combined Caleb and Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> My two loves. Kaylor. <laughs> okay. And it is just the best. Also, and this is just a little quickie, we finished watching Friday Night Lights, which was my one of my favorite. Well, it is one of my favorite shows, and Caleb had never seen it, and so we've been re or I've been rewatching it. Caleb has been watching it for the first time. Texas Forever. Yes. 
Um, yeah. So we can mention our favorite characters on here if you want. Oh, okay. Mine would be... Tim Riggins. Mm, no. That's mine. Oh. <laughs> Just Tim. Although I didn't love how they... The last season they sort of... I didn't love the direction his character went. It ended up being okay, but... Try not to give spoilers, because I yeah. feel like that would be a really big spoiler. I didn't. I know. said I didn't love the direction. Yeah. That's yeah. not a spoiler. Off air, we can discuss that. I think we have, but yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite characters? I would say Matt, Jason, Tammy would be my top three. Really? I'm surprised Julie didn't make your list. Julie would be the lowest of the low, because I feel like even Buddy has, Where does like, Gracie Bell rank? Oh my god, Gracie Bell is an alien. <laughs> Not convinced that she's a real baby. Um, but yeah. Great show, if you all haven't seen it. If you, sorry. Y'all. If y'all on, haven't right seen there. it. If y'all haven't seen it, it's currently on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it is a fabulous show. One of the best. All right. So those are your current... Oh. Oh, Go ahead. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose! (laughs) That was amazing. Thanks. Okay. Next week. I love how loopy we get by the end. Like, we're just struggling. It's been locked in this room for too long. (laughs) Next week, we are watching Captain Fantastic. You want to tell us a little bit about this, Kath? Well, this movie, I really enjoyed. I mean, it's another, like, oh, a little on the depressing side. Boy, with the depressing. I know. Oh, my God. Gosh, I love the Gilmore Girls reference you just did. Yes. Help me. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really good. And it's on either Hulu or Amazon. And, well, I don't know if I really want to give... No, I was just... A synopsis. Didn't know if you wanted to, like, talk about it. That's, that's fine. This is, the, this is my pick. Um, and it'll be episode 100. Yes. So you know so what that means. Sheet cake, baby. Yeah. So we're we just going to be eating cake throughout the entire movie and recording. <laughs> I think it's going to be amazing content. And I can't wait. And I'm so proud of us for getting to episode 100. Definitely going to have to post that pic of the sheet cake. Yeah, man. <laughs> we're going to have to be like, like, episode 100, we did it. Yeah. We're going to get syndicated. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. That'll be our last episode of... The year. The year. And don't worry, (laughs) y'all. Tammy Taylor's back. Y'all, we are going to be (laughs) ranking our top 10 albums of 2020 for our first episode in 2021. So enjoy that. <laughs> She's turning into Mona Lisa from <laughs> Parks and Rec. No, I was trying to do like the 2020. I got it, but the voice was Jenny Slatish. Well, that's just because I'm not very good at voices, besides my own. All right, so 
in these times, friends, this, this is serious. While I want you all to spend time with your loved ones, please do it safely. And that can just be virtually. We're in a very small group. Just be safe. It's not worth it. Please safe. <laughs> Wear a mask. We'll be back next week for our 100th episode! Bye.